football is back. It is great to say that. We have college football already in the books with week zero, and we got more college football to come. Oh, best time of the year. College football is officially back. Everyone loves to hear those words. Hello, welcome all to the Hefner Eye Care Studio. It is your favorite podcast, Burgers and Brats. We had some college football, Nebraska versus Northwestern on this weekend. Well, Nebraska, they are in peak shape, already losing in a one-score game. Scott Frost, 21 games have been lost by Nebraska with Scott Frost as their head coach by one score. One score margin. Scott Frost has lost 21 games. That is remarkable. Uh, What a game in Ireland. Uh, That was fun to see. Northwestern, don't know if they're actually a good team or just Nebraska is not that great. Put up uh, a ton of points. I don't think Northwestern is going to put up that many points again this season. It's going to be hard. I think Nebraska's secondary is just weak. Uh, We saw a lot of mental mistakes and onside kick. Uh, while you're up 11 points, Ugh. not very smart, Scott Frost, if you want to win that game. But we'll dive more into all of that in just a single minute. Uh, welcome, everyone. Make sure you follow the show on any streaming platform or social media at Burgers and Brats. That's Burgers, Amper, Sand, Brats. Um, also, Hefner Eye Care Studio, make sure you check them out at HefnerEyeCare.com. Get all your eyewear, your contacts, your eye exams. Go check them out. Best place in the nation to go get your eye treated. You can schedule your appointment today at 405-728-8853. And on their website, HefnerEyeCare.com, you can ha- they have a virtual try-on. Try on any of the glasses or sunglasses you want with numerous uh, fancy. Uh, every, everyone knows these brands. You got the best brands on the nation on, on the on the planet, and uh, you can order your contacts also through the website. So college football is back. Week zero. I'm here to break down the entire college football season. Yeah, the entire 2022 2023 football season i'm predicting every conference winner the top four spots in each conference and then the heisman trophy and the college football playoff yeah i'm predicting that as well we saw some interesting college football playoff predictions on game day yesterday with especially with desmond howard who was on something i don't know what he was doing i don't know what it was like the teacher collecting homework, you know, when you get to school and you forget you have homework and the teacher says, pull out your homework, I'm coming by to collect it. It's like you're, It's like he was jotting it down uh, while the teacher was on its way collecting his homework because he had pit Texas A&M, Baylor, and Ohio State in his final four. Now, you definitely see Ohio State. I think everyone has Ohio State in their final four. But Pitt and Texas A&M, guys, come on, Des. Des, what are you doing? And then you got Lee Corso with like Texas in his. Oh, it was, Lee Corso. Love the guy, but uh, I think it's time to retire. Um, but national hero, I sat. It'd be sad to see him go, but a little rough on game day yesterday. So let's start predicting some college football conferences. We got a lot more games coming up. Uh, main slate starts on Thursday. Some good games and all the way into Saturday, Friday night as well. 
let's start with the AAC. This this is always a really fun conference. The conference of Cincinnati, they had their first uh, college ball playoff appearance from the AAC, make it into the playoff last year with Cincinnati. Uh, this it's always a fun conference to watch, man. I love this conference. Uh, I uh, I love watching these teams play because they don't get all the recognition, but they're just as good athletes and they play these top tier programs every single year. Uh, the also you obviously got the big names, uh, Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston in this conference. Cincinnati just coming off that playoff. We'll see how good they are with losing Desmond Ritter and a lot on the defensive side of the ball. Some teams that you need to watch out for are Memphis and Tulsa. They are going to be back into relevancy uh, this next year. Tulsa, a lot of close uh, losses last year. Memphis, just an off year. They're usually in the AAC title game. I think they can definitely make a push for that again. Uh, I think they will make. I think they will definitely be in with some key upsets. This conference every week, you got key upsets. I mean, last year Tulsa was. Uh, goal line stand away from beating Cincinnati in Cincinnati last year towards the end of the year that would have kicked Cincinnati out of the playoff uh, running. Um, ultimately, though, I do think it is a three-team race, uh, and I, I, I am picking a little upset in my AAC conference this year. So, I'm third place, uh, the team who I think is going to finish third in this division, and third because there are no divisions, it's just one single conference, the top two play for the conference title. I do see UCF finishing in that third spot. I, I can see them moving up to two, um, but I think they finish in the three spot. It's going to be second season with Gus Malzahn. Uh, they did lose Dylan Gabriel. Uh, they didn't have him for half the season last year as he got injured. I mean, they were uh, they were nine and four last year with no quarterback because uh, Gabriel with the injury. Uh, they do return thirteen starters on the offense and defensive side of the ball, and they held opponents last year to twenty four points a game and five yards per play. So I mean, not awful uh, statistics, pretty decent, uh, especially in that high powered conference because that conference runs on offense. So UCF defense, if it can uh, stay. Uh, as dominant and just hold people under 24 points in today's game, that's a huge, huge win, and they can win a lot of football games. Um, all you got to do is score 28 points, four touchdowns, or uh, three touchdowns and a field goal to win games. So uh, UCF can be a dangerous team. Gus Malzahn's second year, uh, he's a proven coach, and I think uh, they can make a definite run at the AAC Championship. Now in second place, I'm going to go Cincinnati. Yeah, I, I can see I can see UCF and Cincinnati though. Uh, one of them for second or third, I think that could easily uh, flip flop. I think Cincinnati just loses too much from last year. You lose Desmond Ritter, who looks pretty good in Atlanta for the NFL. Um, defense though, they held uh, opponents to 17 points per game. So UCF just held 24. Uh, Cincinnati held seven points less a game. So that is a huge, huge difference, honestly, because that is one full touchdown. can win on three touchdowns. And their defense, though, it lost seven starters. Yeah, that defense that helped opponents 17 points a game, losing seven starters. I think they're going to take a major hit, and that offense and defense are not going to be as great. But Luke Fickle knows how to coach. He knows how to recruit. They've had a really good recruiting class. 
And I think they get those young guns in there. And I think they take a little small step down, but they still <clears throat> are vying for that conference championship uh, in at the end of the season. And then number one should be no surprise. I think a lot of people are picking Houston uh, to be number one. And you know why Houston is going to be number one, at least before the conference title game? They do not play UCF or Cincinnati. So they do not play the two teams that are projected in the top three to finish the conference. Uh, last year, they're 12-2. and two. Dana Holgerson entering his uh, fourth fifth, fourth year or third year into Houston. 12-2 and two last year. They returned their all-AAC quarterback, uh, Clayton Toon. Uh, so offense clicking. You got the returning quarterback. You got the returning head coach. You got a team that was 12-2 and two last year. Uh, when they weren't supposed to be that good, I think I believe they were like ten and zero, nine and zero, at the uh, towards the end of the year, and then lost two, and they had a big bowl win at the end of the year. The offense also was averaging thirty six points a game. Yeah, you're not gonna lose many games <laughs> if you are averaging thirty six points a game. So this offense is gonna be clicking, clicking, clicking. They're gonna be fireworks. Uh, this is gonna be a fun team to watch. And uh, their defense last year in the conference, first against the run, ranked first overall in the conference against the run, third against the pass in a pass-happy league, and first in sacks. So this Houston team is going to be nice, nice, nice on both sides of the football. And I am picking, picking them to go number one in the conference. So I've got Houston number one. I think UCF or Cincinnati could uh, ultimately get that two seed. So I think Houston, UCF, Cincinnati are my top three. And Houston, I think, is going to have no trouble winning this conference at all. So that is my AAC predictions. Uh, that's going to be a fun conference to watch. You guys got to watch out and watch out for Memphis and Tulsa. They could make a good run at the title as well. So now let's head over to the Pac-12 and predict the Pac-12. Uh, Pac-12 has got really interesting. You're losing USC, UCLA. USC just got Kayla Williams, Lincoln Riley, uh, Oregon new head coach Dan Lanning. Dan Lanning. Uh, Utah is finally good. Won their first ever Pac-12 championship last year. So and they're projected to do so the same this year. It's this is going to be Pac-12 after dark. Is going to be incredible to watch <laughs> this year. Uh, it, Pac-12 after dark is always fun, but this year there is so much just unknown and who's going to do when. We we are going to go into games not knowing how it's going to pan out, and that is what makes college football so much fun. So, in the Pac-12, uh, I mean, only a, only a few more years for the Pac-12. That's it. Uh, this year is going to be very entertaining. And I think any of these top four teams that I'm going to mention uh, could win. Uh, Utah is the favorite, but, you know, anything can happen in the Pac-12. We see it every year, every week. We see craziness. And then, can USC actually live up to the hype? I know, that's it's hard for Lincoln Riley to do. He can get there, but he can't live up to the hype in the end. Caleb Williams needs, a, hopefully he learned how to read a zone defense uh, at NLA. And then this year, it is gonna be, it's just going to be so much fun to watch with UCLA, USC, because those two LA teams, if they're dominant, college football is dominant. And you see, the world is better in college football when USC and UCLA are good. So, in the, the Pac-12, I think 
We'll go out five spots for this. I think Oregon State actually makes a pretty good run in number five. Uh, seven to six last year, which was their best record since 2013. Yeah, winning record. Um, rated uh, pretty pretty good overall in pass uh, deficiency last year. and only, But only four completions over 40 yards. Four completions over 40 yards last year. Um, <laughs> it's pretty embarrassing. But I think they finished fifth um i think a surprise team this year uh could be ucla uh they could win the conference uh, that is my surprise pick of the year and i think a flop team this year a team that will not live up to its expectations are usc just caleb and lincoln riley uh it's a good name on paper but can it match in the whenever the time comes so those are my surprise flop teams and then let's so with my flop team, USC, I've actually got them at number four in the conference. Yeah, I think they finished fourth overall in the Pac-12. Um, they were four and eight last year. You're not going to just go from four and eight to to playoff uh, winner, to conference winner. I mean, you could win the conference in the Pac-12 because there's just so much variety and unknowns. But I think you can't. you're not just going to jump that high. Especially new system, new coach. I mean, defense is not going to be great with Alex Grinch. Uh, let's, we know that. Uh, Riley, I think he does lose. I, he's going to lose games. He loses games that he should not lose every single year. And I think that happens twice this year, at least. Losing two games that he's favored in. And then uh, last year, they were ranked 11th against the pass. So, that defense... Needs to step up because they were 11th in the conference overall against the pass. And Alex Trench is not going to be helping that defense when it comes to pass defense. Uh, if you if you can get a lot of points, though, like what Lincoln Riley can do, this team can win some football games. But I don't see them finishing no higher than third in the conference. But I think fourth is a good number for them. Just with so many, un, just so many factors in the Pac-12. So for my third overall team... My surprise team, UCLA. I think they can finish higher uh, than this, but I'm going to put them at three. I think they can honestly finish at one or two. But this is Brian Kelly's, or er, not Brian Kelly, Chip Kelly's uh, fifth year at UCLA. They're just getting better and better every single year. Uh, Turner, Turner Robinson uh, returns, uh, averaging 274 yards per game in the offense. Averaged 36 points a game last year. So, this is going to be a high-powered offense. Defense can use a little work, but if you're scoring 36 points on offense, you don't need much defense. Uh, and why I think they're going to finish so high, they get Utah and USC at home this year. Not like it matters, though, because UCLA does not have much fans, so... In the end, it really doesn't matter uh, that it's at home for UCLA, but I think that has a big impact and helps them win at least one of those games, uh, if not both. I think they do beat USC. Uh, could be iffy against Utah. We'll see how they come out, but I think UCLA is in for a good year. And then my number two team, which I think these two and three teams can flop. I think Oregon finishes number two in the league. Uh Dan Lanning, well, 
Obviously, these two teams can't play in the Pac-12 championship, but the overall rankings. So, UCLA can make the Pac-12 championship. Dan Lanning's first year uh, with the Oregon Ducks. And then you got 14 starters returning uh, out of 22 for Oregon. Uh, you do lose a really, really good running back, but with 14 starters running, that's a lot of de- or a lot of uh, experienced players and a new system. Dan Lanning's proven he can be a good coach. We'll see how good he is at a head coach, but a uh, good defensive mind, and I think that helps Oregon a lot. Even though they're known as an offensive team, and they do not play USC and UCLA, they do not play either of those teams. So, um. And they get Utah at home. So a pretty favorable schedule uh, you got here uh, with Oregon. Uh, also, Bo Nix, your starting quarterback. Proven proven quarterback. Great quarterback? No. Decent quarterback? Yes. Bo Nix can win you football games. And I think this pairing of Bo Nix, Dan Lanning, and Oregon where you don't play USC or UCLA. And then you get Utah at home. I think is a good, good match match for uh, this season especially with the first year head coach and I think Oregon can be very successful I know a lot of people are writing them off but I think Oregon can be successful so for the sake of this I'm going to put Oregon at three UCLA at two because so we get UCLA and that Utah in the Pac-12 championship now for my champion for the Pac-12 Utah Scored 37 points per game last year. High-powered offense, just like UCLA. One more point better than UCLA. So this is going to be a pass-happy Pac-12, and we are here for that. Hopefully some good offenses. Um, Cam Rising returns as their starting quarterback. Great, great season last year. Obviously, they won the Pac-12. Um, it's it's hard for the Pac-12 to normally win these uh, back-to-back conference championships. As we've seen a lot of variety, only usually it's only Oregon uh, that can win it. But I think Utah can get it done, at least have a good matchup against UCLA. And I've got Utah coming out of the Pac-12. Now, let's move on to the ACC. I think it was surprising to see just how bad Clemson was last year. Uh, two losses, I mean, it should have been four or five losses, if we're being honest. Uh, DJ, I'm going to mess up his last name, Yugale, something like that. Uh, still don't know how to pronounce his name, it was just awful for the team. Uh, you lose coach Brent, uh, defense coordinator Brent Venables, Oklahoma. Uh, don't know if this team will be back on track. I know Davos Sweeney is a good coach. Clemson doesn't lose very much. I mean, they only had two losses last year. You had the surprise team at Wake Forest and Pittsburgh. But I I do think they can be back on track this year. Who knows who their starting quarterback will be. But um, uh, everyone's betting favorite is Clemson because, well, it's Clemson. So let's go through my top four teams for this year. Um it, it, it's a it's a little bit of variety. I don't think many people thought of these teams uh being good for at least a while, but uh, I think we're not we're gonna be we're not gonna be able to see we're not gonna see North Carolina or Pittsburgh uh in our in our conf, top conference picks uh this year. I don't think they will be back to the top. I know it was a disappointment last year with North Carolina, 
Um, Wake Forest was a surprise. They could be a surprise team that comes back up uh, still with their quarterback. But I think there'll be... I think there'll be a few surprises this year, but overall, the play in the ACC is just going to be down. It has been down for like the last decade. I don't see many teams uh, that being that good in the ACC. But starting with the four seed, we'll go NC State. I think uh, Devin Leary uh, is the best quarterback in the conference right now with a career 51-12 uh, to 12, uh TD to interception ratio uh, in the last three years, and expect big things with North Carolina, North uh, <laughs> NC State. Uh, I think this team can be pretty good. Uh, we see them have upsets. They um they they beat Clemson last year, I believe in overtime, double overtime. So they always do have a big win every single year, and I think they can have. A few big ones uh, this year, and maybe try and compete for a ACC title. Uh, third, I think, or second actually, um, only threes. We're only going out, or yeah, three. Uh, I think Wake Forest can still be pretty good. Uh, this team uh, just dominant last year. A bunch of returning starters. Uh, who knows if this a Wake Forest team can be good two years in a row? You don't really see Wake Forest being good. Uh, one year in a row, nonetheless, two years in a row. So, see if Wake Forest can duplicate things and make it back to or stay in relevancy. And then for uh, the number two overall seed, I think everyone's picking this uh, with the new head coach, Mario Cristobal. We are going Miami at number two. Uh, last year, uh, they had. Uh, Pretty good season. Uh, Mario Cristobal, who was the Oregon head coach, uh, who does have a Rose Bowl win, uh, two double-digit win seasons, is a proven head coach. And I think this Miami team, who is killing it on the recruiting trail, getting these big names, uh, it's who doesn't want to go play in Miami? Mm, I think all every young college man uh, wants to go play and have fun, live in Miami. And Mario Cristobal is a good piece to this puzzle. Um, it does suck that they are retiring the turnover chain. Uh, we're going to miss that. Uh, so see, see how many interceptions or turnovers they can get this year when there's no added benefit of the turnover chain. Uh, but I think Miami does have a good uh, chance at maybe winning this conference. I'm not as high on them as many people are. Uh, but it is a wide-open conference. Not many teams are good in this conference, so you can win some pre- some some a lot of games. Uh, just beat the teams you need to beat. Have one good game versus a really good team. You just need one or two really t- uh, perfect games. One perfect game in the ACC if you're playing like a Clemson. So I think uh, Miami can be pretty good, and I think they can buy for a spot in the ACC championship, but don't put all your apples into that bag. I think there are numerous teams who can make it. I mean, every year we see a different team playing Clemson in the ACC championship, and that could be Miami finally returning to dominance this year. So, no surprise, number one team, we're going with Clemson. Come on, guys. It's Clemson. We're going to put them in the ACC championship and Probably winning the ACC. 
Uh, but I do think that they can lose a game or two. I mean, they've got to play um, some pretty good teams. They've got to play Notre Dame, USC, uh, Miami, Wake Forest, South Carolina. Not yet. So, not USC, but South Carolina. Um, so, there are some tough games on this slate for Clemson. Uh, but the two game two games that they do play that can be tough are out-of-conference games. So, that is why they can easily make the ACC championship. Um, it is a huge loss with Brent Venables being gone. But it's still a five-star culture, five-star athletic program. And... Uh, who knows how long DJ will be quarterback because you got Cade Klubiak, or, uh, Klubiak uh, could see early action for Clemson, the five-star quarterback out of Texas. Uh, if DJ slumps, uh, you will see uh, Cade coming in. And I think that could be pretty soon because last year it was not uh, very pretty watching him play football. They do play Miami and Wake Forest in back-to-back weeks. So look for that. That that could be tough. If you win those two games, though, Clemson, you are set in this conference. And uh, they do in November, though. They go to Notre Dame. um, And they're back-to-back against Miami and South Carolina. So those are five. er, So, yeah, uh, the back-to-back. Uh, weeks you got Miami, South Carolina, Wake Forest, um, and then Notre Dame. They could easily lose two games. I think. I think I could see them losing uh, two of those games, especially depending on the quarterback play. Who knows who will be the quarterback? But uh, Clemson does know how to win tight games. We've seen them pull out close upset or close games against uh, numerous opponents. But going to Miami or going to Notre Dame, and then. Playing Miami Wake Forest and South Carolina. Those are going to be some fun games to watch for this Clemson. And we're going to see how good, how really well built uh, this Clemson team is. Especially on the defense side of the ball where they lost a lot uh, this past year. And a lot of questions for the offense. Because they were scoring about 9 points a game last year on offense. But yeah, I've got Clemson winning the ACC. The Big Ten is getting to be one of the best conferences in college football. It probably is the second best conference conference in college football. I know there are is a lot of hype around this conference, even though sometimes uh, it is undeserved, especially last year, uh, with uh, really only Michigan and Ohio State being really good teams. Michigan State kind of came in towards the end, but overall... Um, a pretty, kind of down year for the Big Ten. You didn't have Wisconsin, Iowa, Purdue, uh, Northwestern being decent teams. Uh, but is this conference really as good as it looks on paper? Probably. It probably is. Um, I, I, this definitely has a chance to be the best conference this year. Uh, maybe going along with the SEC. Um, they're going to be really good teams. I think a lot of them might. There might be three inside the top ten. At the end of the season, I think four definitely three definitely in the top fifteen, maybe four in the top fifteen. At the end of the year, all fourteen head coaches in the Big Ten are staying um, in the conference. But hey, Scott Frost might be gone, um, not that long, <laughs> and not in next week, and in two weeks, as soon as his game against Oklahoma uh, hits triple zero, uh, Scott Frost might not have a job, and there be thirteen of the coaches in the conference. Um, Wisconsin, Iowa, Northwestern, uh, 
they're all a combined over 14 in the conference championship since the conference went to um, divisions. So, see if that can change this year in Northwestern. Don't know if they look if they're that good, but they looked pretty decent. Good fundamental sound football uh, against Nebraska this weekend. I think it'll come down to the final week, uh, well, final two weeks of Michigan and Ohio State deciding who gets that final playoff spot. I think it comes down to those two uh, in the final uh, reg- week of the regular season to see who goes to the college football uh, championship and the Big Ten championship. Uh, so starting in the conference, um, at number five, um, I think I'm going. I think this will be Penn State. It could be Penn State, Wisconsin. I'm I'm gonna go Penn State, uh, seven and six last year. A lot of close games. Even <laughs> their seven overtime game, something like that against uh, Illinois. It is just bad football. Penn State. It, it was bad football last year. I think it doesn't change much this year. James Franklin. Uh, not not a huge fan. Don't think he's that great of a coach. Think he's a little um, overrated overall as a coach. Um, but are they, I I think this team can have three underperforming seasons in a row. Uh, usually Penn State, uh, one of the best teams of all time, uh, just in a slump right now. Everyone has them. I think the is the tr- slump is going to continue with the bad football uh, this year as well. Uh, which would put uh, Franklin on the hot seat. It may be a little warm for him um, this season, but I think you have another bad season. You miss a bowl game, that seat might get kind of hot uh, for James Franklin. So I think Penn State ends the year at five, five or four seed, but I don't, I don't think they are contending for a Big Ten championship. Um, in the fourth spot, I've got Wisconsin. A good fundamental cheesehead football team uh run heavy solid defense if they could have a quarterback play they could be a pretty good team to watch out for uh, but they've got a great running back with Braylon Allen uh they still got QB Graham Mertz uh who's been there since the dawn of time uh he can get the he can get the quarterback job done but just not very electric or flashy uh for the quarterback position but running back with uh Braylon Allen, I think, will be pretty good. Pretty good on the ground game. They'll be set on that. Hey, you just got to get three yards, uh, four yards uh, every play, and you're getting first downs, keeping the ball in the opponent's hands, and scoring touchdowns. Um, fundamental defense. Defense is uh, looking good as always. Big dudes up front on both sides of the ball. I think they do have a chance to meet Ohio State in the title game. Uh, pretty... Fairly easy schedule this year. Uh, they have a chance to uh, in that 0 for 14 draft between those three teams in the college, in the uh, Big Ten championship. I think Wisconsin. Um, they may they probably will underperform. Uh, they did uh, last year. Uh, weren't in the title contention that long. Just awful football. I think this year they have a chance to be much better. And for third place, uh, this team, well. Michigan State. Uh, I'm not a huge, I'm not sold on the Mel Tucker hype. They just gave him uh, ungodly worth amount of uh, contract extension money. Um, they did lose Kenneth Walker, their offensive line, and their defense all gone. Um, 
they usually are always in the mix at Michigan State, but I don't, it's hard to replace all of those key pieces because you need offensive line. You need a defense, and you need a good running back uh, to pound the ball in, especially when your quarterback play is not that great. Michigan State hasn't had much great quarterback play as of recently. Um, so I think Michigan State can finish in the top three. I think uh, three or four um, spot. Uh, I'm just not really sold on the Mel Tucker hype uh, from what I've seen. Now, obviously, one and two are going to be the uh, two is going to be Michigan. Uh, Big Blue uh, finally broke through last year with Jim Harbaugh. Finally, finally got it done. It's about time he broke through and got to the Big Ten, won the Big Ten championship and the. Um, made it to the college football playoff. Now, obviously, Ohio State and Michigan can't meet in the conference title, but these will be the top two teams in the league. Um, they do lose a great running back and their defensive coordinator, uh, so that is going to hurt. Over, and that is going to hurt. And last year, anyways, they were 61st on defense, so you lose a pretty decent defense coordinator. Uh, they are going to drop even further, and they're 43rd overall on offense. They've got to step it up. Uh, find some passing game, find some running game. And if you can beat Ohio State twice in two years, that is a major, major win because you beat them once in about 20 years. I uh, Michigan will be a pretty decent team. I don't think many people will see them. I don't see them getting back to the college football playoff. They can definitely make it to the Big Ten Championship because I'm going to tell you why. Because number one, who I have... When Ohio State, that is a tough, tough schedule they have. They play Notre Dame week one. That obviously won't matter in their conference uh, championship. Uh, them making it to the conference championship could impact them in the playoff. But they play Notre Dame, Wisconsin at home, both those games at home. Then you play at Michigan State, at Penn State, at Maryland, who is a underdog. It could be a pretty good team this year. And get Michigan at home, though. This team could lose two games. But that's not enough to take them out of the Big Ten title contention. But this Ohio State team, if they win all of those games, they should be the number one seed. And um, JT, or CJ Stroud, will be looking, will be holding the Heisman at the end of the year. If they go through these games, maybe if they just lose one game, uh, this Ohio State team is legit. They get through the schedule, you know that Ohio State team is legit. Capital, all caps, legit. And this team can buy for a national championship. Um, I think, yeah, Ohio State, if, if they win these games, they're going to the college football uh, playoff um, and win the dang thing. But Michigan-Ohio State, I think it probably comes down to the final week in the in the. Uh, regular season for them to see who goes to Indianapolis for the Big Ten. Uh, some surprise teams to watch out for. Uh, I mentioned uh, per, uh, Maryland. Uh, uh, Tugavaloa, uh, Tua's younger brother. Uh, they could be a surprise team in the Big Ten. Maybe not compete, but knock off some teams, get some big wins. And then also Purdue. Uh, they're always winning some. They're always winning some random game against the big team. Watch out for Purdue as well. My flop team of the year, 
I think it'll be Michigan State or Penn State. I think those two teams are a little overhyped going into the new college football season. So, my Pac-12 or my Big Ten winner is Ohio State, of course. So, only two more conferences left: uh, Big Twelve and SEC. Uh, let's start with the Big Twelve. For the first time in six years, the o- Oklahoma Sooners did not win. The Big 12 Championship, a huge surprise. I lost their final two games of the regular season, and their uh, snake head coach decided to leave in the middle of the night. Um, A lot of surprises last year for the Big 12. Lots of turnover this season uh, all across the conference, um, especially with the top dog, OU. Um, And can a 5-7 team who lost to Kansas at home last year be saved by the mullet man and go on to play in the Big 12 Championship? Well, that's what Vegas thinks. I uh, don't know if they've been watching Texas football, but even the top elite recruits in the country are not saving that team. They haven't saved them for a decade. So no, Texas is not back. Uh, you will see in my predictions. Um, I think it will be a two-team league, maybe a three-team league, but I think more of a two-team league. Uh, expect one random team, though, to shock and finish the year a lot higher than what we thought, like a Kansas State, a TCU. Uh, one of those teams, maybe a West Virginia this year, uh, could shock and end up in third, fourth place in the Big 12. It always happens. It all, always happens with these underdog teams in the Big 12. Um, not much difference uh, between the very top of the conference and the uh, lower part. Middle pack and then the lower part conference has shrunk though to mediocrity and i expect the same to happen this year besides oklahoma and baylor uh maybe you can throw in oklahoma state uh for the this year i, I think do think oklahoma state regresses but uh expect some mediocrity below ou and baylor uh this year so picking coming in at number four for me in the big 12 i've got kansas state yeah, I know. I It can be Texas, Kansas State, TCU, West Virginia. I think any of those teams can get the four spots in the Big 12. That's just how wide open it is. Even Iowa State, uh, they did lose a lot. They were down last year. Uh, they could make a comeback. Um, but I think Kansas State finishes the year at number four. Uh, it, it's just shot in the dark. Who knows for this team, but K-State uh, got a pretty good offensive weapons. And a really, really good uh, head coach in Klein. So uh, the Wildcats, look out for them to make a push in the, at the end of the year. Number three seed, I got Oklahoma State, Oklahoma Light. Um, they had their one great year out of every 10 years. Uh, we're literally one inch away from winning the Big 12 championship. But could not get it done against Baylor. Literally one the guy was had one inch longer arms. They would be Big 12 champions, uh, but they finish um, second in the Big 12, make it to their first ever Big 12 championship game. They lose Jim Knowles, uh, one of the best defense coordinators in the nation, to Ohio State. Um, and they still have uh, the sta- same erratic uh, mid-quarterback in Spencer Sanders. So I, you just don't trust the quarterback play enough. Uh, Oklahoma State does lose uh, pretty much big-time games when it comes down to it. I think they've got to go to Oklahoma this year. Uh, I think they go to Baylor uh, this year as well. So 
Uh, some pretty tough games on the road, but they do get Texas at home. I think they do have to go to Kansas State. So uh, some tough games on the road. So Oklahoma State at number three. Number two seed in the two spot, I've got Baylor Bears. Uh, one on an OU off here last year. I think Baylor with uh, Dave Randa. Dave Randa is a really good coach. They were heavy, heavy run team last year. I think they've got to open it more up in the passing game. Uh, teams are going to become prepared, know more about the run game when it comes down to it for Baylor. Uh, defense looked good. Uh, see if they can repeat that uh, for this upcoming season. I think they can compete again for a Big 12 championship. They've got to go to OU this year. Um, but Baylor, I mean, this team can win games. Uh, Baylor's been pretty decent for a while. Uh, see if they are here to stay and compete. See if Dave Aranda's season was not just a fluke. See if he actually is a really good coach, which I believe he is. Uh, did not have a great bowl season, uh, losing. They did beat uh, Ole Miss, or they did lose to Ole Miss. So, uh, Baylor, I think, can is still going to be a team to beat in the Big Twelve. But obviously, number one, uh, the. Oklahoma Sooners, uh, Nolan can Riley. I don't think that was that is a single problem for OU. Brent Venables, I think, will be a very very good head coach. Uh, gives them help on the defensive side of the ball, and I think Jeff Levy on the offensive side of the ball is a uh, huge. Uh, I think that is a big win, especially with Dylan Gabriel as his quarterback, who he's already coached at UCF for a few years. Um, OU, I think, gets back to the Big Twelve Championship. Uh, they're, already, they're already number four in recruiting right now. So this recruiting is going very well for Brent Venables. People are wanting to come play. People are, are fixing. They are changing on the defensive side of the ball. And if you get competent quarterback play and just average defensive play, I think this team will easily win the Big 12. Uh, you've got Baylor and Oklahoma State at home. you got Texas to worry out for. That game is always a toss-up. It does not matter the records or the team uh, that game is always unknown entering the Cotton Bowl. So I think OU comes out at the end and wins the Big 12. Now, let's move on to the SEC, the nation's top conference. You know this. Uh, there are a lot of underdogs this year that could ultimately vie for a spot in the SEC championship. Now, don't think that. I think it would probably be the same two teams, but these other teams can definitely finish uh towards kind of the top in the conference, uh, make a good push for making it to the title game. Um, some of the underdog teams that can make some noise, Kentucky, Tennessee, South Carolina, Arkansas. Um, notice, though, I did not mention Texas A&M. Not hype on that team. Uh, Florida also with their first head coach, uh, Billy Napier. Um, Saban locked in another eight years. Uh, he is there for another eight years. The man is already 80, and he is going to stay. So he's got eight more titles to go. Uh, he's wanting to win. They had not. They had a down season last year, according to Nick Saban, and they are going to uh, probably get back to where they were last year, but ultimately win it if uh, he's saying he had a down year and they made it to the national championship. Uh, so some of my rankings uh, for the SEC, I think coming in at five, you got South Carolina. You got the Spencer Rattler as his quarterback. Um, for number four, uh, I think Texas A&M drops all the way and finishes fourth in the league. Um, 
so much talent overall, at least on paper. Uh, I haven't really been able to produce a lot of four lost seasons under Jimbo. Uh, I just don't see them having that great of a year this year as well. I think they're vastly overrated. I think Jimbo should be on the hot seat uh, entering this season. I think he should be even hotter, or he should not be head coach if they do not at least make it to the SEC championship. At least make it to. They can they can they can lose it, but they need to at least make it to the SEC championship. But overall, I think A and M is just uh, kind of going to be down this year. I mean, they have been just. Overrated, can't get that, find that competent, competent play. And I think AM finishes fourth in another overall disappointing year for the Aggies. And number three, my surprise team of the year. I've got Kentucky Wildcats. Not just a basketball school, Calipari, they're a football school as well. As well. Uh, Stoops, uh, Mark Stoops, nine wins last year. I think they can hit 10 wins this year. Uh, this Kentucky team is heading in the right direction. I see big things coming from them uh, this year. Uh, Stoops, uh, great coach. He's proven it. I th- if they can win, get a double-digit win season this year, this man can stay there for life. Uh, Kentucky, uh, he, he can become a legend for U- University of Kentucky football. I think they have a phenomenal year and finish third uh, in the conference. Now, it may be... A- a distant third, but I think they finished third uh, in the league behind Bama and Georgia. So number two, I've got the defending national champions. Um, I mean, they were the one seed all year last year before getting beat in Atlanta by Alabama. Uh, they do have tough games this year uh, at home. They do have at home, though, uh, versus Oregon and Tennessee. Uh, but... Uh, the Oregon game does not matter in their conference, uh, for their conference and uh, where they get ranked. Uh, but they do go to at Kentucky. Uh, this Kentucky team was pretty, had a pretty close game last year versus Georgia. Um, I think Kentucky can compete with them, but Georgia, uh, not a too bad schedule. They can get through these three games. Uh, they are in a solid uh, spot to win the SEC. But number one, the team who had a down year last year and still made it to the national championship. The Alabama Crimson Tide. They don't lose the Natty twice in a row. They don't do that. Uh, I think Nick Saban going to have his team killing it. Uh, it's a two-team league in the SEC. Uh, there's only two teams, guys. Alabama and Georgia. And it's going to stay that way for this year. I think Alabama ultimately ends up coming out of the SEC. So my SEC champion, Alabama. Big 12 champion, Oklahoma. AAC champion, Houston, Big Ten champion, Ohio State, Pac-12 champion, Utah, ACC champion, Clemson. So those are my top conference champions. Uh, Let's move on to the postseason and the postseason awards. Um, I think this is going to be a wide open open race uh, this year. Anyone can take it home. Uh, Anyone can win this comp anyone can win this Heisman trophy at number six yeah I'm going all the way to number six of my surprise team plays for my surprise team of the year 
Uh, Will Levi's, a quarterback for Kentucky. I think he can have a phenomenal year. And if that SEC, if that team gets in the top three in the SEC, he will be invited to New York. He will move up even further. Number five, I got Caleb Williams, quarterback out of South or South Cal, South California. Um, I I think he has a pretty decent year. I don't see them being a great team, but I think his stats will be pretty good. Number four, I've got Jackson Smith, Najibi, uh, wide receiver, Ohio State. I think he is a great he had a great year last year, one of the best receivers in the country. He can win a lot of awards, especially the wide receiver of the year award. And then number three, all right, Dylan Gabriel, quarterback from the University of Oklahoma. Gonna first year at Oklahoma. Uh gets his OC back. And I think he is a phenomenal year leading these Sooners to uh the Big Twelve Championship and maybe even further to the playoff. Uh, number two, I got Bryce Young, quarterback, Alabama. I only I have him at second because I think uh, people are tired of seeing Alabama players win Heisman trophies right now. So I think uh, he finishes second. Great year, but I think they get it more done through anything and not just the quarterback position. And number one, I've got C.J. Stroud, my Heisman winner. C.J. Stroud, quarterback, Ohio State. Uh, I think they have a great year, and that if they go through that tough schedule and they win every single game, that team, that quarter, that team is going to be number one overall, and that team is going to, and CJ Stroud is going to win the Heisman because he is going to have impressive stats and a great record. So that is my Heisman predictions for this year. CJ Stroud coming out on top with the Heisman. Now. Uh, let me go through the New Year's Six Bowls uh, for you guys. Yeah, I'm predicting everything. Come on. Um, the Rose Bowl. Michigan versus uh, Utah in the Rose Bowl. Um, probably go Utah or go Michigan in that one. Sugar Bowl. Kentucky versus Baylor. Ooh, that's going to be a fun game to watch. Um Actually, I'm not predicting these games, so I don't know who's going to win it. All right, so don't quote me on these. Uh, but Rose Bowl, Michigan, Utah. I got Sugar Bowl, Kentucky versus Baylor uh, in the Orange Bowl. Clemson versus Notre Dame. Yeah, they're going to play twice this year. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the Cotton Bowl, uh, I've got Oregon versus Houston. Could be UCLA versus Houston, Oregon versus Houston. So I've got... Uh, Oregon versus Houston in the Cotton Bowl. That would be a fun matchup to see. I love these New York Six Bowls. They are so much fun. All these great teams, great matchups in the end. Uh, and for my college football playoff, number one, I've got Alabama as the number one seed in my college football playoff. And they will be facing four-seeded Oklahoma in the Peach Bowl. So, Bama versus OU in the Peach Bowl, one versus four. And in my Fiesta Bowl, two versus three. My two seed, Ohio State. And then as my three seed, yeah, that's right, Georgia. Georgia gets in. So Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, and Oklahoma make the college football playoff. Uh, those are my predictions. Those are my full predictions for the college football season. 
Now, you can look out for a Pac-12 team getting in, but I think it will be tough this year. Maybe Clemson if they play good football again, but I think those are my top four teams. Uh, Georgia, uh, two SEC teams in. I think they are ranked one and two, probably going into the college football playoff, or going to the SEC championship, and uh, a loss there would just drop Georgia to number three, so Alabama and Georgia don't have to play back-to-back weeks, or back-to-back games. Uh, OSU, Clemson, uh, Utah, I think, will be fighting for that final um, for that final playoff spot. I mean, I think it's pretty much a lock. Uh, the other teams, I just think it comes down to the final week. Whoever wins their championships uh, will get in. Uh, now, that that's it. That's my college football final predictions. Uh, let me know how I did on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, let me know your predictions as well at Burgers and Brats. Uh, let me know. I want to see all your guys' predictions and everything. So let's move into the final segment. Who would I share my burger and brat with? Well, I'm going with, you guys know, I'm huge, huge Better Call Saul fan. Uh, the show just ended last week after six seasons, six phenomenal seasons. Um, season six was just amazing. And then just 15 years of the Breaking Bad universe finally come to an end. Uh, one of the greatest universes ever to exist. A uh, Better Call Saul, the pre or the sequel or the prequel to Breaking Bad is how they put it. So, uh, Better Call Saul is who I'm sharing my burger and brought with. You guys need to watch it. Uh, just a great, great show. Bob Odenkirk, a phenomenal, phenomenal actor. Kim Wexter, uh, Rhea Shehorn. Uh, a great, great performance, great show, and it all ties in perfectly with Breaking Bad. So go watch Better Call Saul, and go watch College Football because it is back. I'm back, uh, hopefully doing some more podcasts uh, throughout the week to prepare you guys for every weekend in college football. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Uh, Make sure to listen to any streaming platform at Burgers and Brats, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, Amazon Music, anywhere at Burgers Ampersand Brats. Watch on YouTube at Burgers and Brats and stay up to date with the latest news on Twitter, Instagram at Burgers and Brats. Thank you all for listening. Take care. Stay safe. Glad college football is back.